Hey everybody, I'm Sarah. And I'm Vicky. And we are the Drama Mamas. Yeah, we are. This week, we are taking on Fight Club. Except we can't talk about it, so this is the end of the episode. Right, as always, remember to save the drama. For these mamas. Just kidding. Boots and cats and boots and cats. So please silence your cell phones, viewer discretion is advised, and now your feature presentation. Fight Club is a 1999 American film. That is what Wikipedia told me. And I was really disappointed because, as you guys know, if you've been listening to us, Wikipedia has some pretty ridiculously long genres. Like, they had, I want to say, five genres listed to Rocky Horror Picture Show. And when you think about Fight Club, it's got a lot of themes. It's got a lot of stuff going on. So I was expecting something crazy. And it was like Wikipedia glitched out. And they're just like, it's 1999 film made in America. That's all we can say. It's based on the 1996 novel of the same name by Chuck Palahniuk. 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 That is not how I would have thought, but Polinic. That's what the official fan site of him says in hyphens. Polinic. Polinic. Yeah. The film was directed by David Fincher and stars Brad Pitt, Edward Norton, and Helena Bonham Carter. Yes. Who we like. We do. Whom we like. It doesn't matter. It does matter. Who is a subject? Whom is an object? So are you... We like whom. Whom we like. Whom we like. It's whom. And if it's Are you not calling whom, her an object? Are you objectifying she's the her? Object of the verb and the oh, verb is like. So you are objectifying her. The English language is objectifying her. <laughs> and if I'm misusing that, don't correct me, I don't care. <laughs> Norton plays the unnamed protagonist, referred to as the narrator, who is discontented with his white collar job. He forms a fight club, quote unquote, with some soap maker, Tyler Durden, played by Brad Pitt. It's, yes, it is. And they are joined by men who also want to fight recreationally. The narrator becomes embroiled in a relationship with Durden and dissolute woman Marla Singer, played by Bonham Carter. Mm-hmm. So Chuck Palahniuk wrote the novel. He has a few credits on IMDb. Um, since Fight Club, he also wrote a novel that was made into a movie called Choke. Which is a very good book. I've not watched the movie, but it's very good. Vicky's read the book. Yeah. Good Zach, on you. Zach bought it for me at the early stages of our relationship, which, <laughs> looking back on the book's contents, I should probably have been a little bit concerned. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> Chuck is about a sex-addicted con man. Who pays for his mother's hospital bills by playing on the sympathies of those who rescue him from choking to death. Yeah. So Chuck Polinick is fucked up. Yeah. He's he's pretty fucked up. <laughs> Jim Oles wrote the screenplay. He has seven writing credits and Fight Club is listed as his first screenplay. Okay. Since he... The only thing I know that I knew of that he had written was Jumper... And I only know it because Hayden Christensen stars in it. Right. And it's about people that can uh, transport. No, that's not right. That's not the right word. Teleport. Teleport. Thank you. 
everyone can transport pretty much. <laughs> Except for people who are paraplegic. Brad Pitt has <laughs> <laughs> Brad Pitt has 79 acting credits. Uh he has been in a lot of shit and I've seen a lot of his shit, which surprised me. Yeah. Because I mean, Brad Pitt is known for his looks. Yep. Uh, but he's been in a lot of good movies. Before Fight Club, he was in some episodes of Dallas. He was in Thelma and Louise, which most people consider his big break. He was in Interview with a Vampire, Seven. Yes, he was. Seven is also a David Fincher mo- movie, I believe. Okay. Legends of the Fall, Twelve Monkeys, The Devil's Zone, which is about the IRA. It's a guy who was in the IRA, and he's hiding. And he ends up in the house of a police officer <laughs> who's played by Harrison Ford. I remember liking that movie, but it's been years and it could really suck. I don't know. Meet Joe Black. He was in that, which I think we referenced because um, the girl in Mallrats, the one that played Mm. Brandy, is the love interest and one of the main characters in Meet Joe Black. So then he did Fight Club and it was pretty popular. People liked it. Critics did not, but people did. Since Fight Club, he was in Ocean's Eleven and the subsequent sequels, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, in which he stars with Angelina Jolie, and that had its own effects. The curious... I think I read that they've split up now. Uh, well, they had filed for a divorce, but I think they retracted. I usually am on top of Brad Pitt trivia, but after a while, I just kind of got tired of it. You're looking it up. Yes, I am. Questions need answers. 12 hours ago, AMP posted an article that's at the top says Gossip Cop, so it's probably not incredibly legit news source. Um, Yeah. It says Angelina Jolie did not invite Brad Pitt to go trick-or-treating with kids. Why would she? uh, Oh, he's only 5'11". That's not short. I know. You are such a height queen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I feel like six foot is tall. Right. Okay. And anything, That's your limit. anything shorter than six foot is not tall. It's not tall. That's not to say that it's short. Isn't the average height tall. of men at like 5'9"? Probably. Zach's 5'10". So probably. Above average. A little bit. That's the rumor. That's uh, a little bit. Anyway, he was in the curious case of Benjamin Button. That makes it sound really bad. It makes it sound like Zach's sleeping around, and that's the rumor. Or, or it could sound like you just talk about how endowed he is. Take from it what you will. Inglorious bastards. <laughs> that's funny. And world, world, world. World, World War Z. Oh, that was a good movie. I was uh did something different this time. I went to like quotes from the actor and searched for anything they might have said about this movie. God, but he's pretty. Oh God, he looks so good in this movie. He is cut. It's not even just this movie. I'm still like looking at his yeah. images on Google, and I'm like, you have aged well. Legends of the Fall is a movie that. It's sad. It's like watching a Meryl Streep movie. Like, it's uh, sweeping romance and star-crossed lovers. But he's got, like, this long hair and he's, like, this free spirit. Yeah. And I dig it. I dig it. 
I like that movie. We should do like Meryl Streep movies. Oh God, I would. I recently watched Out of Africa like mm-hmm. for the first time, and I like which bawled my eyes out. Not, which is not the same movie as Coming to America. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't Just remember if I left that in or not. I don't remember either. Uh, that might have been on one of our lost. Tracks. I don't know. That's where I don't know because that's why I was like, "Fuck you guys! I hate you both. <laughs> Suck my balls." <laughs> okay, so uh, I didn't get any good quotes from him about Fight Club, but this did pop up. He did not think his parents would enjoy the film, hmm. but they were like, "No, no, no! We support you." So, in order to convince them not to see it, he showed them the scene with the chemical burn. Oh, to convince them not to watch it. And, did it convince them? Uh, yes. According to what I read, it did. Okay. I thought maybe he would have showed him, showed them the scene where he's fucking uh, Marla, but... I think maybe he was trying to ease... The, like, maybe that was the nuclear option. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, the chemical like, burn no. doesn't work. He's like, no, really. They weren't naked for that. They, they were in motion capture. Oh. And, let's see... I hope I copied it, because there was some really interesting trivia on the way that they filmed that scene. But it was kind of, like, long, so I don't know if I copied it. Okay. Edward Norton has 40 IMDb credits. Fight Club is his seventh. Okay. So before, he was in Primal Fear, which is a Richard Gere movie where an altar boy is accused of murder. And it's good. That sounds interesting. It is good. It's one of those movies where you don't know. You don't know what the truth is, and it's hard to tell because there's just so many conflicting stories and conflicting evidence where you're just like, did he do it? Did yeah. he not do it? You know what I mean? Like, that it sounds really, I, keeps it you sounds guessing. like my kind of movie. It was, it was good. I remember really liking it. He was in American History X, which I've never seen, but I know people talk about it. I feel like I've seen it, but I'm not entirely Apparently it's certain. about like a neo-Nazi who I is trying to convince his brother not to go down that road. Vaguely recall like somebody getting literally curb stomped and I think it was from that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't remember. Mm-hmm. It would have been longer. Every time I hear the term curb stomp, it makes my teeth ache. I it, If you saw this movie, it would make your teeth ache really yeah. bad. Uh, if you had any teeth left. <laughs> uh, but that was pre-Zach, so it was a, long a while time back. ago. Way back. Way so back. since Fight Club, he was in Death to Smoochie, which I've never seen, but Luke loves that movie. Red Dragon, The Italian Job, which if we do heist movies, we Ooh, should watch that. That'd be good. I like heist movies. We should also do Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Hell yeah. The Incredible Hulk. He was Bruce Bannon. And recently he was in Birdman. Mm. So I did the same thing where I searched for quotes from him. Mm -hmm. Didn't really come up with anything, but I did come up with this. um, I think I actually have this twice. But during the filming of Fight Club, he and co-star Brad Pitt took soap making classes. Okay. Which I think is just like when you imagine what that class probably looks like. And then you just imagine Brad Pitt and Edward Norton <laughs> taking that class. It's funny, I feel right? Like they were probably making fucking jokes. Oh yeah, they're just standing next to each other making soap, mm-hmm. snickering about the ladies around them making soap. I think it would be even funnier if they one hundred percent took it seriously. Yeah. Uh, Helena Bonham Carter has ninety three credits on IMDb. Yeah, she should. 
And Most I felt of them. uncultured as shit because I didn't recognize, and she had a lot of credits before Fight Club, but I didn't recognize hardly any of them. Mm. She played Ophelia in uh, an adaptation of Hamlet. Okay. She played in Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, which I think was like a BBC mm. TV movie. Uh, she played Elizabeth, and I read Frankenstein in high school. I fucking hated every word of it and don't re- I haven't retained any of it. Like I I did not I didn't enjoy my teacher. I retained <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh Rory today told me or it might have been Serenity. It's bad that I can't keep their story straight. One of them told me today that Frankenstein was their favorite because he was he wasn't human, he was made of stitches. Oh. And I was like, that is a very Interesting way to describe it. Yeah. And he doesn't have blood, she said. Which makes me think it was Rory. So since then, she has been in Planet of the Apes, the Mark Wahlberg one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when me, I typed that, I was like, people cry. are going to think that I would think people would assume the uh, Charlton Heston one. And that's not it. It's just there's been those new ape movies. So is this... The one that came out in 2011? No, it came out in oh. like 2003. Like it's oh. back in the day. Mark okay. Wahlberg stars in it. It's literally just like a copy of the Charlton Heston film. All okay. the new ones are about how the Earth became the Planet of the Apes. Okay. So like, they're t- have you seen any of them? I saw the one in 2011 because Zach was like, hey, we're going to go watch this that movie. Dave Fran- or, uh, not Dave Franco, the real Franco. James Franco. Uh, I stars don't in remember. It. Where, like, he's trying to cure Alzheimer's, and they're testing on apes, and that's what's giving them the intelligence, was the Alzheimer's Oh, yeah, drug. I think so. It's really good. I really uh, enjoyed that movie. Yeah, he was like, let's go watch this. And I was like, I, I really don't want to. And he was like, no, come on. And when we were walking out of the theater, it made me cry. Mm-hmm. It was and good. I was like, that was such a good movie. And he's like, I thought you weren't going to like it. And I was like, shut up. <laughs> Don't correct me. You know, me. we talked about No Middle Ground in the last episode. Yes. You want to talk about No Middle Ground. James Franco movies are either really, really good. Or really Or the bad. worst possible thing ever. Yeah. Except his role in um, Never Been Kissed. He's like. He just has, like, one line. He's falling on the popular guy. He's just like, that's so Rufus. I don't even remember. I think that's his only line in the whole movie. I don't even remember him being in that movie. I've watched that movie a lot. If we ever do rom-coms, we're going to watch the shit out of that movie. Okay. Okay. So she was in Henry VIII, the TV movie. She played Anne Boleyn. She was in Big Fish, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, The Corpse Bride, she was in the Harry Potter series. Yes. Little known fact. <laughs> Little known. She was in Sweeney Todd, Alice in Wonderland, Great Expectations, Les Mis, and Cinderella. Yes. So she's really hit her stride. Well, uh, Tim Burton mm-hmm. is her... They're not together now mm-hmm. unless they've reconciled and I've not gotten know. the memo. But they were together for many years. They have children together mm-hmm. and... That a lot of his movies, she's in. Yes, and a lot of his movies, Johnny Depp kills her. Yeah, they're they've got some animosity. I hope that he's talked to a professional about that, Tim Burton. Um, well, I mean, they 
broken up. Yeah, but they were together when that stuff happened. I know, but maybe that's why they've broken up. <laughs> maybe he talked to a professional. This movie was made in 1999, and we covered trivia on that year in the Office Space episode. So you're welcome to go back if you want to relive, relive 1999. If you want to party like it's 1999. There you go. Some trivia about the movie. When a Fight Club member sprays the priest with a hose, the camera briefly shakes. This happens because the cameraman couldn't keep himself from laughing. <laughs> and it's a notice. funny scene where he keeps like spraying the priest because they were supposed to go it out, was pick funny. a fight, and lose yeah, a fight. Yeah, and lose yep. a fight. And he had tried to spray somebody and they just. Yeah, they, they just kept like, going. And it was like you. a big guy, too. He's just like, mm, fuck that. And then he sprays the priest, and then he keeps spraying the priest, and then he sprays the Bible. Yes, he knocks the Bible out of his hand, and then he sprays it. In the short scene where Brad Pitt and Edward Norton are drunk and hitting golf balls, they are really drunk, and the golf balls are sailing directly into the side of the catering truck. When the narrator hits Tyler Durden in the air, Edward Norton actually did hit Brad Pitt in the ear. He was originally going to fake hit him, but before the scene, David Fincher pulled him to the side and told him to hit him in the ear. After Norton did so, in the scene, you can see him smiling and laughing while Pitt is in pain. It's just the spark of a bromance, a budding bromance. The original pillow talk scene had Marla saying, I want to have your abortion. When this was objected by to by Fox 2000 Pictures president of production, Laura Ziskin, David Fincher said he would change it on the promise that the new line couldn't be cut. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So Ziskin agreed and Fincher wrote the replacement line. I haven't been fucked like that since grade school. <laughs> when Ziskin saw the new line, she was even more outraged and asked for the original one to be put back. But as per their deal, Fincher refused. That's one way to get what you want. Right? That is that like, line is yeah, a line that sticks out where you're just like, what did she just say? Holy it's one shit. one way to get what you want. Yes. Courtney Love and Winona Ryder were both initially considered for the role of Marla. But in the end, it came down to Helena Bottom Carter or Reese Witherspoon. Ooh, no way. Director David I Fincher. I can see, like, um, who's the first name you said? Courtney Love? Yeah, I could see Courtney Love. I think Winona Ryder could have done it, too. I I just... Winona Ryder could have done it. Mm-hmm. She does that dark look very well. Mm-hmm. I don't think she looks like enough of a crackhead. Director David Fincher wanted Bonham Carter, but the studio wanted a bigger name and chose to go with Witherspoon. In the end, however, the decision was taken out of their hands when Witherspoon turned down Witherspoon turned down the role as being too dark. Also, this was uh, later on in the trivia, but um, Sarah Michelle Gellar was interested in the role, but she was locked into her Buffy contract. Huh. That would have made for an interesting... She's so much younger. Take. I mean, I... Yeah, she's definitely younger than Helen Bottom Carter. And I feel like... Yeah. I don't know. That would have been odd. I, she did Cruel Intentions, and she played, she did. She played Dark and well. Twisted well. Yeah. She did. But it was like, rich girl, dark and twisted. Yeah. This is not that. No, this is cracked out. Yeah. Not like junkie cracked out, but you look. she looks like she could be. Right. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. Like you don't see her. She seems like a person who doesn't have an addictive personality, but does things that addicts do. Yeah, like she's not an addict. She can stop whenever she wants. She just doesn't want to. She just doesn't want to. Brad Pitt wasn't overly interested in making the film until David Fincher arrived on his doorstep during the making of Meet Joe Black, insisting that they go for a beer. It was over that beer that Fincher pitched Fight Club, and Pitt agreed to read the screenplay. Now I thought this was interesting because I remember in an interview he told a story about Inglorious Bastards. Mm-hmm. In Inglorious Bastards, Quentin Tarantino met with Brad Pitt at the Chateau Miravel in France, where he lived with Angelina Jolie. Mm-hmm. They talked about Brad Pitt playing the role of Aldo Rain over the course of a night and five bottles of the estate's own Pink Floyd Rosé, and he accepted the role. So basically the key to get Brad Pitt to do whatever you want it's is to- alcohol. Yeah. And that is valuable information, my friend. That friends. is valuable information because he is still a looker. Yeah, he is a. Now he's a silver fox. He's not that old, but like he's got the gray. He's gray. He's rocking that gray. He's not not rocking it. <laughs> all right, so that is all my trivia. Your trivia. Yeah. Yo. Yeah, boy. Education. <laughs> Now we're going to talk about the actual film and our thoughts on it. Yes. So let's give a summary of the film. Even though, watch the film. Watch the movie. Stop what you're doing if you haven't seen it. Go watch the movie. Because you need to see it before you By the time this episode airs, we would have told you approximately seven weeks ago (laughs) to watch, watch this movie. Watch the damn movie. And we sent a list out like, hey... Yeah. Just in case, we know you love listening to us. <laughs> and we like to talk about stuff you've seen, so we'll go watch this shit. Watch it. So watch you're on it. the same page. So we have an unnamed main character. Yes. Who is suffering from insomnia and not happy with his life. The narrator is... Edward Norton. Edward Norton, yeah. And he's just going through life, and he meets a guy on a plane, goes home, his apartment blows up, and he ends up living with this guy. Yeah, but first, he's an insomniac, he's going to all these... He found a cure for his insomnia. Meetings, yeah. Like, he would go, because the doctor's like, oh, you think you're in pain. You want to see real pain, go to to this meeting. Go to testicular cancer. So they just assume he has testicular cancer because he's there. And they cry, uh, you know, uh, Bob cries on his shoulder and he gets catharsis letting loose and crying with him. Crying into Bob's big, beautiful tits. Yeah, his bitch tits. So, and then he sleeps like a baby. And then he sleeps like a baby. So no crying. Does he though? Does he sleep? no sleep. You know? That's that's a question question. that I have that was not fully answered. That's a question. Because if he was, how would we have ever gotten to the inciting incident? Yes. So he ends up living with Tyler. Uh, Marla ruins his... um, grief therapy because she starts she's also a fake and i love the self-righteousness he has about it yeah he's like no you're a faker like you don't you're not sick be here this is mine yes so she ruins it for to him he can't sleep anymore and so he ends up living with tyler they uh go out one night and tyler tells him to hit him they start Mm -hmm. hitting each other and they really like 
get something out of it yes. and then it becomes this thing it becomes fight club yes. and like the bigger it gets the crazier tyler gets about it yes. and then it starts morphing into like this terrorist organization meanwhile tyler starts fucking marla which our narrator is not happy about no. but he cannot be honest with himself about it right and she's acting really weird around super him super weird yes and then the terrorism group gets way out of hand. He starts trying to stop it. Yes. And they start, they all start calling him Tyler. And he's like, yeah. why are they calling me Tyler? Mr. Durden. Yeah. And then Tyler's just like, I think you know why. And we learn that Tyler Durden is. is Tyler Durden. Yeah. He is <laughs> the narrator. They are one and the same. This has been an alternate personality that has begun to take over. Yes. And so he has to kill that personality. Yes. It, and and he does, but not in time to save the buildings that have been blown up by Project Mayhem, which is the terrorist group that Fight Club became. Right. So that's basically the story. I ended up like this. I had seen the movie before. Mm-hmm. Most of the movie. But this is the first time that I completed it. Last time I watched it, there's a scene where they're driving down the interstate or whatever and there's something about eating meat or killing animals or mm-hmm. something on the license plate. And at that time in my life, I must have been around 16 or 17 because I fancied myself a vegetarian. And I refused to watch any more of the movie. Ah. So I was like, okay, that's cool. I don't care. I'm not watching any more of this. Now, though, I'm like, give me burgers. Give right. me steak. Like, I was You've got bacon chicken? while watching it. Yeah. Hell yeah. But uh, 16 and or 17-year-old me was much more self-righteous. <laughs> That's hard to believe. I know. <laughs> I'm pretty self-righteous. <laughs> so. Because I'm right. All the time. Most of the time. All day, every day. Eh, most days. So this is a movie much like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang that like every time I watch it, I notice new things. And there's a mm-hmm. lot of like subliminal things that are put in that yes. like you may not catch it the first few watch throughs. And then suddenly you're like, was that was is that, that flash of Tyler like, Durden? Wait a second. What? Yeah, it was very interesting to rewatch it again. Like I, I'd seen the movie several times, but it's been years since I've watched it. Right. And I like. I was actually frustrated having to take notes while watching it because I didn't because want to forget the things you I had to watch. Yes, but you can miss something that is, you know, foreshadowing. Yeah, I knew what it was coming. Like I think most seconds. people do. Yeah, but like I, I knew, knew what was coming, and I was looking for all the the signs. Yeah. Well, I took some some notes about the signs. The narrator has a lot of really interesting phrases and i didn't write any of them down and i did search in the quotes but i wasn't finding what i was looking for but like especially at the beginning of the film like there's a lot of things that he says that are just really interesting yeah um and then i thought it was really sad we start at the end like there's a gun in his mouth that's where we start and which is always it feels cheap like as 
as someone who writes writes and listens to people who know what the fuck they're doing when they write mm-hmm. they generally are just like you know doing the whole flashback thing is cheap but i think it really works because in this movie i feel like it does especially yeah cuz you know where you're headed right. and it's kind of a wild ride getting there mm-hmm. and it's almost like i like movies that do this where by the time you're there by the time you're back where you started, you've forgotten where you started. Yeah. Because by the time you're back well, in that room. Well, it's because it's fucking two and a half hours later. You're like, oh, wait. But it's. We, we did start here. It's a good two and a half hours. It is. It's not bad. It's, it's not poorly so paced long. or anything. No. So. Could, I don't feel like they could have made it shorter. This is our second meatloaf film. It is. So. <clears throat> I noticed his name in the credits. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was Bob. No, his name was Robert Paulson. I just realized who he was. I was yeah, he was say... wearing a fat suit that was made of bird seed, so it would like hang properly. Okay, and it weighed like a hundred pounds. Holy cow! Yep. So I love Meatloaf. Mm-hmm. This makes so much sense now that I've put together who he actually played. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit! When I saw his name in the credits, I was like, I really dig Meatloaf. The person. Not the dish. I don't know. A well-made I meatloaf is not too bad. Uh, <laughs> there was a time that I asked my mother to make me meatloaf. Not when you were 16 or 17. Not when I was 16 or 17. <laughs> when I was like 22 and we still had a relationship. Ah, okay. I was like, Those Mom. days. I was like, Mom, will you please make... Because Zach was working swing shifts and he doesn't eat broccoli. And he doesn't eat ground beef. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Sage was a baby, so he wasn't eating. And I was like, Mom, will you please make me some meatloaf and some broccoli and cheese and some mashed potatoes? And she did because she's not consistently a shitty person. <laughs> but it was consistently she enough. She likes to lull you into a false sense of security. <laughs> it was consistently enough that i was like "Eh, okay it's i'm done the arc of the narrator like i don't even know where i was going oh i love meatloaf and i was like who is he in this movie and obviously it just dawned on me that he was robert paulson yep yep the arc of the narrator is interesting to me because like in the beginning they do a pan of his apartment and it literally like i don't know if you've ever looked at ikea's website or their catalogs Uh But the pan that they do where they are naming everything and the price and all these things, it looks exactly like a catalog from Ikea. Because what they'll do is they'll show a picture of a room and then, like, they'll point out all the things and what they're called. And uh, Oh, they can't see me nod my head. (laughs) (laughs) But it was like, it looks exactly like the spread in Ikea. And I just thought that it was interesting. Hmm. And the fact that he had all that Ikea stuff and then he, like, becomes this anarchist that's really against corporations corporations and consumerism. Yeah. So he's blacking out, which uh, I think is our first clue to the alternate personality thing, because he goes to the doctor and he's saying that he has insomnia and he's just like, you can't die from insomnia, which, by the way, you can. Right. But he's like, what, what about narcolepsy? Which is the opposite right. of insomnia because he said he was losing time. Right. And so that's kind of our first bit of foreshadowing. I mean, there's probably something mm. before that, but that was the first thing where I was just like, oh, this was foreshadowing. 
that's interesting because I didn't notice until a bit later the foreshadowing. Mm. Like I knew what was coming mm-hmm. despite – He says that he – Who doesn't know what's coming? He would coming black out movie. and just wake up in random places. And yeah. I'm just like, ooh. Ding, ding, ding. I missed that completely. In group therapy – because uh, the guy's like, oh, you want to see real pain? Go to group therapy. Yeah. Uh, in the group therapy, I saw my first flash of Tyler. Now, that is not to say that's the first one in the film, but they are showing, like, the group leader. And uh-huh. you're kind of, like, behind. I think you're behind the narrator, the point of view is. And there's just, like, a flash of Tyler standing by the group oh. leader. So the narrator has this really interesting line. Mm. I can't remember if it's interesting or funny. <laughs> But I wrote it down, so it's one of those two things. Okay. Bob loved me because he thought my testicles were removed, too. Being there, pressed against his tits, ready to cry. This was my vacation, and she ruined everything. Yeah. So Marla enters the scene. This is cancer, right? This chick, Marla Singer, did not have testicular cancer. She was a liar. She had no (laughs) diseases at all. I had seen her at Free and Clear, my blood parasite group, Thursdays. Then at Hope, my bi-monthly sickle cell circle sickle cell circle sickle Sickle cell cell. anemia yeah pretty sure edward norton is incapable of having that yeah i was thinking that it was either only african-american or mostly i believe only and sickle cell anemia is like a natural defense to malaria yeah i believe it's only but i could be wrong yeah, I'm uh, not confident enough in myself to say either way, but... And again, it sees the day, my tuberculosis Friday night. Marla, the big tourist, her lie reflected my lie. Suddenly, I felt nothing. I couldn't cry. So once again, I couldn't sleep. Yeah. And then we also get a flash of Tyler when, as he's watching Marla walk away, there's Man, another flash I'm gonna of Tyler. I'm going to have to watch this movie again and, like, watch for flashes of Tyler because I didn't catch him until the freaking plane. Yeah, I, um, I, I'm i sure that I didn't catch them all, but those are two. And those were, like, pretty That's close together. Interesting. Mm-hmm. The narrator says, Marla's philosophy of life is that she might die at any moment, and the tragedy, she said, was that she didn't. <laughs> so, like, high school. Yeah. To me, like, I... Went to high school with people that probably thought that way. Um, we went to high school in the 2004 to 2010 era. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was pretty, it was, it was full-on emo shit. Right. So, Tyler, we see him pass on the walk. It's not an escalator because it's not escalating but the like walkway that moves yeah he passes the narrator the moveway not even a flash like this is legit he's just like leaning passing him yeah and then he's on the plane which is strange because the narrator is talking to someone about his job yeah and then when he wakes up it's tyler yeah i noticed that i was like wait that's not the same guy that was sitting it was a woman I didn't like I'm 99% sure it was like like a woman of color and then it's Tyler Durden uh they notice that they have the same luggage yes they have the same briefcase which I thought was probably foreshadowing yes I recently okay 
so I hadn't seen this movie in several years. And one of the fan sites that I follow was just like, just a friendly reminder that these three people are the same person. And it was Marla, Tyler, and the narrator. And I'm like, no, Marla's a real person. Yeah, I don't feel like Marla's separate. So when I was watching this, I was looking to see if I could figure out if Marla was real or not. And I feel confident that Marla is a real person. I I didn't get any vibe that she was not. Yeah. If anything, if you were going to put Marla into this, she's not just an innocent bystander who got caught up. Mm -hmm. If anything, I would say she's a therapist or psychiatrist. If she wasn't as she, if she was not as the narrator interprets her. Yeah. Just like Tyler isn't. Right. Then she would be his therapist. Yeah, because that's. She's pretty fucked up. She is fucked up. But I think it's like where you talk to someone that you can relate to. And then they help you see that there's a problem. And she's like, you know, you're, I think she said Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Jekyll. Like, you're two sides of the same coin. You're not even Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Yeah, but the problem with that is Mr. Hyde was the bad one. Well, right. But, yeah, no, I get what you're saying. And then, you know, when he's urging her to leave, you're in danger. Leave. It's because the reason she's in danger is because she she knows too much. She knows that there's something wrong there mentally and she's on the verge of making one of them go away. Mm. Which, mm-hmm. But I don't feel like she actually is a therapist. I'm saying if you were going to read into the movie that right. everything is something else. Uh, Tyler talks about making explosives. Like, he tells him he makes yes. soap, and he, then he tells him that so much he's, of what goes into he's soap. Like, he's like, fun fact. Yeah. And then immediately afterwards, the narrator's house explodes. Yes. Which is, I think, hint number three, that yes. things are interwoven. Brad Pitt and eating in movies. When he ta- calls him on the phone, he's eating. And yeah. have you ever seen Ocean's Eleven? Uh-uh. Okay, it's been a while since I've seen it, but as I recall, almost every scene that he is in, he is eating on something crunchy. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, like, was this written in or do you just like... Do you just like crunchy snacks? I think he just works out so much he has to constantly eat. Yeah. But... I mean, it pays off. Right? <laughs> Worth it. Pays so he's just constantly eating. Tyler and Marla... Smoke, but the narrator does not. Like, they both, I think, offer him a cigarette, and he declines. He's like, no. Tyler is a night owl. He splices porn into films at the theater at night and has a... So, I... He works a night job, Mm -hmm. doesn't sleep a lot, which could be hint number four. Could be. He also has a job at a restaurant. So, I'm thinking that when he starts sleeping after going to group therapy... Is when Tyler starts getting these night jobs. Yeah, because, you know, Mm -hmm. as we find out, he's not sleeping. Exactly. Fight Club is born because men are weird in parking lots. Um, so if Fight Club was a real thing, like, not so much once it goes into domestic terrorism. Right. But when it's just fucking hitting people. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I and being hit. I would be in that. I would join that club because there is so often it's probably bad to admit. So frequently I just feel this intense rage. And I'm like, I wish somebody would fucking do something that would give me a reason to hit them. And it's been especially awful since I turned 18. Mm-hmm. Because you can't just hit people. Right. You'll get, you'll catch a charge. <laughs> but if there was a club where I could just, like, hit people. And I don't mean, like, boxing. No, like, just I, I fucking want to knock somebody's nose off their face. I do not have those urges. Well, it's good to know that it's not normal. I do have extreme frustration, but... No, I get, like, deep rage, and I just want to fucking hit people. And it's not even, like, any specific person. It's just fucking anybody. See, I think, Vicky, you are aggressive. Am I, I am passive-aggressive. I wish people would get cancer. <laughs> but I don't actually want to hit cancer into them. <laughs> Like, I, I, I just I wish bad like, things for people. I feel like I can be aggressive. I want them to, like, run over a screw or step on a Lego. No, I just want to fucking punch them. I want Taco Bell to mess up their order. That's the things Ooh. that I wish on people. When Taco Bell gives me crunchy tacos instead of soft tacos, it makes me so angry. I, it makes me mad enough Have they that ever I given you a somebody. Doritos Locos taco instead of a soft taco? No, those bastards. I'd be That'd down be with better. that. Yeah. yeah. I haven't had one of those in so oh, long. Oh, they're so tasty. Those we carbs. should fucking make a Taco Bell run. Let's do oh. it. You know what? After midnight, I'm totally down. <laughs> All right. So Tyler's like, house hey, is gross. Taco Bell. Right? Well, I stop at midnight, so I think I can start at midnight. That seems fair. Yeah. 24 hours. Hell yeah. What up, carb day? <laughs> Tyler's house is super gross. Yes. And Fight Club is quickly growing because men. And Vicky. And Vicky. And people He like says Vicky. it's a, a club for men. He specifically says that. Because Marla's yeah. just like, oh, you found something better? <laughs> yeah. He's like, it's a club for men. She's like, what? Like the testicle thing? <laughs> yeah. So Tyler says that my he says my dad never went to college, so it was real important that I go. And the narrator's like, that sounds familiar. Yeah. No shit. There's another clue. Yep. Tyler says, so I graduate. I call him up long distance. I say, Dad, now what? He says, get a job. Narrator, same here. Tyler, now I'm 25, making my yearly call again. I say, Dad, now what? He says, I don't know. Get married. Narrator, I can't get married. I'm a 30 year old boy. Tyler, we're a generation of men raised by women. I'm wondering if another woman is really the answer we need. So this character, we're I, a generation of men raised by women. Mm-hmm. So why are you calling up your dad? Your dad wasn't around. Fuck your dad. Fuck what he says. Well, he didn't go to college. Listen to your mom. So maybe he was just an absent dad. Maybe he worked nights at a plant. Could be. Slept during the day. Could be. Maybe he's a deadbeat. <laughs> <laughs> came back into his life after the child support wasn't going to come out anymore the kid turned 18 he was like hey go to college you do you so this guy you don't do you you do me <laughs> you do what i wanted to have done in retrospect yes so this guy doesn't have any lines that i know of but when they go to the bar that they fight in the bottom of yes the guy that lets them in 
has the most epic sideburns. Oh, I didn't notice. Yeah, I was. I typed sideburns at the bar, man. All caps. Sideburns at the bar. Because <laughs> it was just like these mutton chops. Like they Ooh. were. How epic. did I? Mi- I missed so much. I feel like I need to. I'm just going to rewatch this movie several times. So the, we learned the rules of Fight Club. The first rule of Fight Club is that you do not talk about Fight Club. The second rule of Fight Club is that you do not talk about Fight Club. The third rule of Fight Club, someone yells stop, goes limp, taps out, the fight is over. The fourth rule, only two guys to a fight. Fifth rule, one fight at a time, fellas. Sixth rule, no shirts, no shoes, which uh, Robert Paulson does not adhere to because his fat suit <laughs> needed a shirt. Needed a shirt. Seventh rule, fights will go on as long as they have to. And the eighth and final rule, if this is your first time at Fight Club, you have to fight. Which is a good rule because you're not going to turn them into the police mm-hmm. because Once you incriminate in. yourself. Mm-hmm. At this point in the movie, uh, the narrator has picked up smoking. Yes. Which... I feel is a sign like once you know that he and Tyler are the same person, I think it's a sign of how much Tyler is taking over. Yes. Because he didn't just say no. He said no with like a wrinkled nose. Just yeah. Like, he's like, ew, no. no. Mm. Tyler Durden has a really great line, which is probably, it might be my favorite line in the whole movie. Self, self-improvement is masturbation. Now yes. self-destruction which is the opposite of self-improvement. So what's the opposite of masturbation? Would it be sex? Would it be... Abstinence? Complete abstinence? celibacy? Impotence? Impotence? I don't know. Death? I, don't know. <laughs> I just thought it was interesting. I was thinking about it. <laughs> just This is nothing, nothing to do with the movie. But I said death, and then death becomes her popped into my head. Mm-hmm. And because we're Meryl talking about masturbation, I was like, death becomes her. Nice. Yeah. I'm How old are you? Super mature. Yeah. 26. <laughs> Brad Pitt is super cut in this movie. Yes, he is. As we have said, he was, he's got times. those low slung jeans on, yep. and he's completely shirtless. Yep. And. And Jesus I don't remember anything Christ. that happened in that right. scene. Right. I think people were talking. I don't know. I don't remember. It was just like, I got tunnel vision. Yeah, you're just like, oh. Okay. Got like this buzzing in my ears. Ooh. It was strange. Abs. That's all you could see. You were just abs Just for all, days. all of those rippling, oily muscles. Yes, dude. Jesus. I'm with you. Then they have um, the weirdest sex scene ever. It was really uncomfortable. Yes. <laughs> it was really really okay but the only thing that made like the only other uncomfortable scene that beats that one is when the narrator realizes it was him fucking marla the whole time and it flashes back to that because Mm. brad pitt does a better job at not having an awkward face (laughs) well he's got brad pitt face yeah marla is upset that he doesn't know why she's there which yeah. I think is hint number five. Yeah. Because he's just like, what are you doing here? And she's like, the fuck do you mean? She's like, you're an asshole. Yeah. You're an like, asshole. Like, his dick was just inside her. What does he think she was there for? Yeah. Uh. 
Oh, yeah, in my notes, I put, Marla's at the house. This is where you start seeing that Tyler is a bit out of his gourd. That's when I started catching on. Mm -hmm. Yes, Tyler does not want the narrator to tell Marla about him under any circumstances. He's very adamant about that. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. Marla asks who he's talking to when he's talking to Tyler's downstairs, and he's got the door open, and he's talking to Tyler, and Tyler's like, don't tell her about me. Don't say yeah. anything about me. Don't say anything. She's like, who are you talking Get to? Get rid of her. So that's hint number six in my book. Like I said, there's yeah. probably more, but this is just he my says, uh The narrator says, Tyler and Marla are never in the same room together except when having sex. Yes. And he says, my parents pulled the hint. exact same act for years, which is a really good cover for why he would notice that. Yeah. But not accept that. But not think about it anymore. Yeah. And he, yeah, he's like, my parents pulled that exact same act for years. And my note was, no, they didn't. I promise. Not the same. No. Uh, you forget to silence your phones? (laughs) It's an alarm. So it transcends silence. Oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Because your kids. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was like, uh. Silence your phones. <laughs> That's your line. Why would you forget? <laughs> so then the arson investigator calls him and lets him know that his apartment was blown up with homemade dynamite. Yeah. And he's he's like, huh, that's strange. Marla says, uh, you know, you're such a nutcase. I can't even begin to keep up. Yeah. Which is another hint. Yes. Hint number seven. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, um, so this is when they go get the human fat. Yes. Which, by the way, would never in a million years be in a dumpster. No. No. That is medical waste. And it has a specific channel through which to be disposed of. So yeah. there's no possible way that it would be in a dumpster. But I and- did like the bit. <clears throat> afterwards after they'd made the soap and they were selling it at the fancy boutique mm-hmm. Back and to them. yeah and they were like oh we're selling rich people their own fat i wondered you remember the scene toward the beginning of the movie where he's looking at the burned out car and the guy he's with points out that the dad must have been hefty because you can see the fat melted into the seat i I just wonder if that feeds into it all his idea you okay yeah i'm good sorry guys i'm a little bit sick right now so if you see here if you see you're not gonna see anything if you hear some uh, throat clearing and some coughing it's because i couldn't contain myself I've been trying really hard to hold out for like pauses, but sometimes it's just gotta, it's gotta happen. I wonder if he got the idea for using human fat in the soap from that. Could be. It just like popped into my head when they were getting the the liposuction stuff. Could be. It was really uh, gross when they broke the bag on the fence. Yes, it was super gross. I was like, oh, that's nasty. So then we have the chemical burn scene. Yes. Which is really hard to watch. Yes. Tyler, as he's burning, the narrator has the same burn on the same hand. Yes. Which is, in my book, hint number 
Wait. I don't know why I'm holding up fingers. You're the only one that can see it. I don't know. I just assume that you're talking with your hands. I do that. I do too. So we have another gun in the office reference. Yeah. This is when uh, his boss finds the sheet that has the rules of Fight Club printed. Yeah. I have a, bruh, Tyler doesn't like old yellow tie dude, does he? His boss, because he was wearing that fucking yellow tie. Yeah. And uh, he does not. He does not like him. He gives a speech, and in it, he says something about shooting up the office. Yes. And, uh,. I he's can't like, if we were recording or not. But he's like, you better get rid of this. Well, the studio did not want that to be in the movie. Mm-hmm. They didn't like that line. But in test audiences, it got a huge laugh and people liked yeah. it. Then Columbine happened. Right. And test audiences did not like the line, but they left it in anyway. Right. And now there are so many shootings that were just like a meme. Yeah. Mm. Tyler's words coming out of my mouth. That's a line by the narrator. Mm-hmm. Uh, right after he tells the boss off. Yeah. Which I, I count as hint number nine. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler's words have been coming out of your mouth for a while now, bro. Yep. In fact, every word. <laughs> Bob runs into the narrator and does not keep quiet about Fight Club. No. Like, rules number one and two, bro. Yeah. But no, he, uh, they connect over it. Yes. The narrator fighting himself is the best oh when he wrecks himself in his boss's office yes oh my god that is such a great scene it won like a award for mtv like you know the mtv movie awards yeah it's like the best fight scene that year was him (laughs) fighting with himself it was an intense fight it he says it reminds him of his first fight with tyler which is another hint because it was his first fight with himself yes Fight Club mayhem ensues. This is when it starts to morph into something more. This is when he they start doing, like, weird pranks. Yeah. And then it just starts, like, snowballing. Escalating. Yeah. Snowballing. The narrator is nicer to Marla. Like, he's a bit softer to her than he has been. Yeah. He Let's almost see. talks to her about Tyler. Yes. And she looks like she's starting to connect the dots. Like, Yeah, she's like, there's something fucked up here. Yeah, and I I wrote down hint number 11, but I don't have a specific reason why. But something about that scene had me think, had me like, this is foreshadowing. Yeah. So Fight Club officially becomes Project Mayhem. Yes. The narrator is starting to feel left out and yes. replaced. And he almost kills the blonde kid who, by the way, is Jared fucking Leto. Yeah. He must have the best Um, agent in the world because he's in a ton of movies for like a second and gets billing for it. Yeah. Um, They start the thing where they're, they have the members lodging with them, but they have to go through the three days of torment, no food, no shelter, nothing on the porch. Mm-hmm. The first mean thing that Tyler says to Bob, Bob's like, okay, I'm leaving. And then the narrator is like, hey, Bob, no, wait. Which has got to be weird. It's got to be weird because Bob's just like, you're... F- well, they're all living with him. Right. Like, they all have to know something is up. Right. Especially, like, like, no, I'll after say their, that. The first official Project Mayhem thing was that smiley face in the office. Yeah. And he's just like, what did you guys do? And they're and all they're looking at like, each other what? like, what do you mean, what did and we do? And then they just laugh. Yeah. They laugh it off. And 
if you don't know that Tyler is the narrator, it seems like they're laughing at him yeah. for being left out. Yeah. Because he's already got that insecurity. Right. And so, like, it's totally plausible that they're just, like, this fucking, like, square. Right. Like, why would we share anything with you? You're exactly. Like, the first rule of Project Mayhem is you don't ask questions. Yeah. So, Tyler and the narrator fight. Yeah. And in the car and the Project Mayhemers in the back are like, they look completely confused about what's going on. Which, which makes, makes sense. total sense because what the fuck. And then Tyler, they they wreck and the narrator gets hurt and he's asleep for several days. Tyler being gone, because when he wakes up, Tyler's gone. Mm-hmm. And he's interacting with the Project Mayhem. Oh, we skipped them killing Bob and I feel like that's important. That hasn't happened yet, has it? I, I wrote it, his name is Robert Paulson. Oh, this is right before. Okay. Or no, no, no. I was going to say Tyler. Tyler and the narrator there. fight. No, no. It's right after this. Okay. So the narrator says, Tyler's not here. Tyler went away. Tyler's gone. And somehow Tyler not being there is more disturbing to me. Like... The way that everyone interacts with the narrator, the way, the attitude, the tension in the air, it's, like, worse than when he's there causing chaos. You know what I mean? Like, it's just unsettling. Well, he's already done so much. Uh Uh-huh. And so when, when the narrator comes out of his stupor, Tyler's gone away. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... And he's trying to piece it together. It's really. There's a huge piece of the puzzle missing. Yeah. You're like, wait. Marla shows up. Yes. And she is totally freaked out. Yes. And then she leaves almost immediately. And I put hint number 12. But again, I didn't list the specific thing where I was just like, this is foreshadowing. But something in that scene. Now Bob dies. And truly bummed me out. Then he's just like, his name was Robert Paulson. And this guy, this is the thing with like leaders of cultish groups. They will say these things and people will assign a meaning to it. So he's just like, no, no, no. His name was Robert Paulson. Like he was a person. And the narrator just cares about Bob because they connected right and he's just like no this is not some nameless soldier in this war on consumerism this this was a man he had a life his name was Robert Paulson and this guy is just like no I get it we don't have names in Project Mayhem but when we die but when we die Right. We become and so they're just like, Yeah, his name was Robert Paulson and, and they, it, it becomes a they chant. assign this meaning to it. Yeah. They when give he it was power. that's not what he was saying at all. No, he was just They were reading it as if Tyler had said it. Right. Because Tyler would have used that moment to as, be like Yes. Yeah. As kindling for his next movement. And then he's like bury him in the backyard. Yes. So the narrator visits all the was places Tyler that Tyler has there? been. Mm-mm. No, Tyler's still missing. That's why I was he's... pretty sure Tyler was there in that scene because Tyler's the one who's like bury him in the bury him in the backyard, wasn't he? I I don't think so because then he starts going and looking through all the things and he finds all those ticket stubs from where he's been flying yeah, all over the place. That's true. And 
so he starts going and he's just like in this movie that it's hard at times to remember when something happened it's funny because he's just like it's like a sense of deja vu it's like i know tyler so well that when i get in these play i know exactly where fight club would be yeah bitch because you set it up bro right and so he learns people keep calling him tyler mr durden and sir and so the narrator finds out he realizes that he is tyler yeah. And he starts to try to undo Project Mayhem. Which and it's he not can't. going well. Yeah. Marla says that he's too crazy for her. And can we just reflect for a second about how crazy that must be? Because she's crazy. She's fucking crazy. Yeah. The narrator almost loses his balls because he goes to the police to turn himself in. Yeah. And they're just like, you said this might happen and we should do this. And then he says something. They're like, that's exactly what you said you'd say. Yeah. And oh, you said you'd say that, too. You said you'd definitely say that. <laughs> yeah. So, like, he almost loses his balls, but he gets out. Mayhem is fucking like, everywhere. They're I in the restaurant. Like, Dude, is anybody other than that detective not in Fight Club? And his boss. And his boss. Yep, that's it. His They're boss can't be in Fight Club because he hates him. Right. So the narrator goes to the building... Well, he doesn't go to a building that's set to blow because it doesn't blow up. Or he does go to a building that's set to blow, and then Tyler brings him to a building to watch. Mm. That confused me, but I got it now. So what he's doing is he's he's blowing up buildings to clear people's debt? Yes. Okay. So he's saying... In a post-internet world, yeah, that I don't think would that would work. work. Because we're paperless now. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. But given this is 1999, we're still thinking Y2K. They might have been converting maybe. to digital. And so we'll say in this specific movie that this is probably logical. Right. It's post everything being paperless. It's post everything being wireless. Mm-hmm. So maybe destroying the building, it still doesn't make sense because they'd have records somewhere. It's about making a splash more than anything, I think. Whatever. Tyler and the narrator fight, but Tyler is not getting hurt. Yes. Only the narrator is. So Tyler has brought Marla as a prisoner, like the Project Mayhem people bring her in. And the narrator starts to figure out the rules of how this really works. Yes. And he threatens suicide. Yes. He's like, you don't have a gun. I I have have a gun. gun. Yes. So the narrator is like, I want you to listen to me very carefully, Tyler. And Tyler says, okay. And he says, my eyes are open. And then he puts the gun in his mouth and pulls the trigger. Yes. So he does kill Tyler. Yes. He takes over Project Mayhem. He saves Marla. Yes. But they watch the buildings blow up together. He did not actually stop the buildings from being blown up. Well, he didn't have time. Mm. I, um, there were several things that I appreciated in this movie that we didn't hit on. I'm sorry. No, it's good because we were doing the run through. Mm. So it's fine. Uh, like I really dug the intro music. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it was, but I was like, I dig this. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Starbucks, I only noticed it in that first scene. It was very blatantly there, mm-hmm. but I was just, I was trying to see if, um, Brad Pitt was in the Robert Paulson scene and 
it popped up with 19 little known facts. And the first one was that the director claims that there's a Starbucks cup in every single scene except for the one where they destroy a coffee chain, which, by the way, was not Starbucks. Right. They wanted it to be Starbucks, but Starbucks is like, no. Like, we're okay with being in your really fucked up film, but we but, don't want to be blown up or anything. Yeah, no, you can't destroy us. That's We're not one of the corporations you're allowed to destroy. Exactly. Um, um, and then when he's at the cancer thing and Chloe starts talking, I was like, damn, Chloe really needs some dick in her life. Right? She's thirsty. Like, sh- somebody give her a pity fuck. <laughs> like, damn, she just wants... To get laid one more time. That would be, like, a really weird service. Like, yeah, end of life. Um, Gigolos. Did I catch that a dildo stopped him from getting his luggage, the narrator? Because there was something vibrating. Uh, they said that uh, nine times out of ten, it's an electric razor. And the other time, it's a dildo. Okay. Um... His apartment explodes. Frid- his fridge is on the ground mm-hmm. for some reason. It exploded out, but no other floors were damaged, but whatever. And he says, how sad, a house full of condiments, with no food. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was... Funny. I mean, it's... There are a lot of times, and it's not because we don't have food... But my fridge will look like all we have is condiments because all the food we have is stuff you have to cook. Right, right. Um, when the house does burn down, I thought it was interesting that Marla's phone number, like the rest of the paper around it, was burnt. Mm-hmm. But her number was saved. Also, she calls the house. Yeah. And she- I heard, I thought she said, I got your 40 number. But according to, I want to say IMDb, Mm. she says you gave me your forwarding number. But he gave her a number before his house blew up. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Um, Tyler, at some point, says the things you own end up owning you, Mm -hmm. which I thought was really um, poignant. Yes, very interesting. Helena's sex cries are hilarious. And then... Right after I put that, you could hear Brad Pitt grunting. And I was like, speaking of, Brad's grunts are also hilarious. Sex scenes have got to be the most awkward. They were really, yeah. Uh, Tyler fights with Lou. We completely skipped over that. Lou's the owner of the property. Yeah. And he's, like, laughing in his face. Yeah. Have I told you the story about um my mom and cousins uh are really close to the same age and it the cousins there were three boys and two girls Mm -hmm. and well sorry that's not right there were two boys and three girls okay so the oldest is a girl Mm -hmm. and then the two boys and then another girl so there's an age gap and she would run around with the boys all the time so she's like super tough right she's built like a you know yeah so she would the younger one would bug her mm-hmm. and then they would start physically fighting and as she siblings would, do as siblings do and she would straddle her and she would just be hitting her with her fists right okay. and instead of crying or trying to defend herself the younger one would just laugh 
That's crazy. Yes, is it she is. in jail now? Uh, probably. I don't know. Cause that's she would just laugh in her face because it would just make and it would it would make the older sister absolutely lose her mind. Yeah, dude. Because she's just like laughing at her. Like her face is like blood red sometimes there's blood yeah and she's still just like laughing at her and so every time i watch that scene i think of that story because my mom would just be like what the hell yeah that's my mom my mom wouldn't say what the hell no she'd be like (laughs) but anyway it always makes me think of that it's an intense scene um i put in my notes have i mentioned that brad pitt is really attractive in this not just looks-wise, but line-wise. Mm-hmm. Like, some of the stuff he says, I was like... He's like a smirk that he... Talk to me. Talk to me. He's like a, a smirk that he does a lot in this yes. movie that's, like, super sexy. The narrator starts running, and he's running through the street, and he almost gets hit by a station wagon after he leaves the police station. Yes. And he's just running down the street in his boxers. I literally, like, I squealed when he almost got hit by the car. I was like, ah! <laughs> uh, And then we have the fight scene that gets caught on the camera. And he's like, himself up. Yeah. Tyler has a really funny line. After he runs in his underwear to that building, <laughs> Tyler's just like, what you are you doing? Crazy. You're not wearing pants. You look like a crazy person. And that's it. Just the irony of that line right. is so funny. It was into. I laughed really hard when Brad Pitt started hitting Edward Morton with his shoe. Yeah, like I just busted <laughs> yes. out laughing. That was hilarious. That whole end fight, like that was like the last twenty or so minutes mm-hmm. of the movie, was so tense. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he, as we said, he puts the gun in his mouth. He's like, "I see you. I know that you're not real." Mm-hmm. Kills him. Really interesting way to overcome that. It was very interesting. Um, And then Marla's super pissed at him. Yep. Super pissed at him. And then she sees his face. Mm Mm-hmm. And her face just changes. Mm Mm-hmm. And... Which is... I guess the first time you realize that she has real feelings. She is legitimate feelings. She's not just there for the sex. Right. And the the weird weird like repartee that they have. It's not just that. There's something there for her. Yeah. Um and then you know, they come they come together mm-hmm. and the buildings explode. And I I appreciate that it's like Tyler is gone. But the effects of Tyler. Well, Tyler is gone, so Ty- <laughs> now I'm going to call him Tyler. Brad Pitt is gone, so now Edward Norton and Marla get a clean slate. And if we're going by Project Mayhem, so does everyone else because there's now no credit card debt. There's no debt. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I really liked that this whole movie is basically just a man's fight with his own mental illness. Mm-hmm. And the it director, shows how serious it can be. Or it might have been the writer. Uh, I read a quote where he was saying that this is a coming of age film for people in their 30s. Like really? that second stage of adult life. Mm-hmm. It's like a coming of age film for that, which... 
I guess it could be an that's not how I interpret it at all, but I think it's interesting that someone could. Yeah, I don't I just see it probably because I have my own mental disorders that mm-hmm. I fight with. Um that I was just like, it's really it's really neat. Obviously he's I know that they say he's got insomnia. And maybe it's just he's so sleep deprived that he's slipping into this other personality. Mm-hmm. But it really feels like maybe he's schizophrenic. Well, it also seems like his insomnia might be a natural defense against Tyler. Like Could if be. he's slipping into Tyler when he falls asleep, like maybe it's he's, his mind's way of he's being like, like we stay can't awake. stay awake. Yep. If you fall asleep, you're done. So Freddy Krueger's coming. <laughs> right. So who's our MVP? I don't know. This is not a movie that has heroes in it. No. I love Bob. I like Bob. But I wouldn't say that he's... The MVP? The MVP. Uh, but I do like him a lot. I mean, Tyler Durden makes this Which movie. one? Well, I mean, Brad Both Pitt and the way that he portrays that character yes. really makes this shut up. Really makes this movie like um, pop. Excuse me, laptop. Can't you see that we're recording right now right? and you need I to be quiet? Silenced my cell phone, but it still went off. Now my computer's like, me too, me too. <laughs> so, um, like, he really makes the movie. I feel like if any other actor portrayed this, it just would not be the same. It would just be crazy. His, like chemistry with Edward Norton is yes. really good. Um, um, just everything about the way. But, I mean, he didn't dress himself. Obviously, there's a costume designer. Right. The way they dress him, the way he carries himself. Yes. The way that he delivers the lines. Yes. Just everything about it. He says, "I look how you want to look. I fuck how you want to fuck. I say what you want to say." Mm-hmm. Who else are you going to cast but Brad Pitt? Oh, yeah. Like, Like, how else do you want to look, I mean, I'm not, I don't have experience sleeping with Brad Pitt, but I imagine it's not bad. (laughs) It may not be. I'm not going to say that I have imagined it, but if I had, I think it would would be be, all right. I think it'd be okay. Mm. I don't think it would be the worst sex I've ever had. I don't think I'd be kicking him out of bed. I might. You know, depends. Is he a big cuddler? Oh, it would be hard to cuddle with someone that has that much like muscle. Muscle, no fat. No, I need a nice dad bod. Right, I need to really oh, snuggle something. into. Yes, something soft, a little, a little fleshy. <laughs> All right. Neither so, of our husbands are fat. BT no, jobs. They're no. they're just fleshy. Right. So, we don't really have an MVP. No, I'd say it's a three-way tie. What's your verdict? Watch it. Watch it several times. I think it's another movie where if you have sensitive sensibilities, that's not really the right term. But, like, if, if you... If you're easily triggered. If you find things offensive that some people think you shouldn't. If you're a pansy. Just skip it. But otherwise, I think this is a movie that Ooh, everybody if should If you're see once. super religious. 
Like, this is a movie there's, I would recommend to my friends. I don't remember what the line was, but there's something Brad Pitt says. And I was like, immediately, and I'm not even a religious person, but as he was saying the line, I was like, ooh, Brad Pitt, you were going <laughs> to hell for that one. Uh, Straight yeah. to hell. I don't remember what it was, but immediately I was like, you are done. Yeah, the I haven't been fucked like that since grade school line. Always. Like, I've watched this movie several times, and You're every time like, I hear oh. it, I'm like, what did she just say? <laughs> All right, so I think that's pretty much it for Fight Club. And that's also it for cult classics. Wah-wah. This was our last cult classics episode. At least for now. Yes, we could revisit it. Sure. I mean, we didn't hit them all. We probably didn't even hit the highlights. I'm sure people have opinions about that. Uh, Not that we're hearing any. Yeah, if you guys want to let us know, that'd be cool. Of course, by the time this airs, maybe you have let us know. In which case, keep letting us know. You can contact us on social media. Like us, give us a five-star review because if we said it once, we said it a million times. We said it at least ten times. At least ten times. Five stars or bust. Five stars or bust. Give us all the five star reviews. Hit us up on iTunes, Facebook. I don't think Twitter lets us review. You don't have to have an iPhone for an iTunes account. No. Hit us up on Google Play. Mm -hmm. Everything. If you can find us on it, give us five stars. We have a a blog feed. We don't even care what you say. We don't even care what you say in your five star review. Be like, Vicky's laugh is obnoxiously loud sure it is it's a sensitive spot for vicky i this week i sent her a screenshot of the visual of her laugh (laughs) when i'm editing and i think it it, is very long and very big and very very big and uh you know if anybody wants to get a tattoo of it hit us up we'll send you the picture Send us a picture of the tattoo. We are on uh, Facebook, Drama Mamas Podcast. We are on Twitter, at Drama Mamas Pod. And if all of that is just too much for you, we have a Gmail. It is dramamamaspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, let's see. I We've talked about having a poll for what we're going to do next. We have discussed it. We're not completely sure yet. We mm-hmm. have a couple different ideas of what we'd like to do. Yeah, um, but we do want to get started at some point in the near future. I'm thinking probably like a month or so. We're probably going to get started. Yeah. And there won't be a month gap in episodes because we record way ahead. Yeah. But we're thinking like... This, I would be down for heist movies, spy movies. We talked about John Hughes films. Yeah, I mean, this episode won't air until December 11th. I'm so glad you're on top of that because I have no idea. Well, I looked at it earlier because I was like, oh, we could do holiday movies. Mm-hmm. And but we won't, don't want to be doing that into January. No, because uh, as Sarah knows, and now you all are going to know, I hate Christmas past Christmas. Like, I'll give you the 26th, but after that, you better have your fucking lights down, your tree down, no more fucking presents, no more fucking shit, I don't want to see it, no more Santas, no more elves, I am the fucking Grinch. But my heart did not grow three times that day. We've talked about Vicky having an expiration date, and that applies to Christmas. Uh, yeah. 
And you know what? Fucking Walmart. It's still October. It's not even Halloween yet as of this recording. Sorry, <laughs> that's how far ahead we are. Right. Uh, it's not Halloween yet. Why do you already have Christmas shit out on display? First, you didn't respect the bird. Now you're not respecting the fucking ghouls. It makes so if me you have opinions, angry. I'll punch Walmart in their face. What up, Fight face. Club? So... If you have opinions on the podcast, if you have opinions on stuff we should cover, if you have opinions on Halloween decorations versus Christmas decorations or when Christmas decorations should be taken down, by the way, it's New Year's. That's when they should be uh, taken down. By the way, it's right after Christmas. They Christmas Day, preferably. Black Friday. They Christmas come down, Day. New Year's. No, if I got my way, That's they would fact, go bro. up. No, dude. Christmas decorations go up on my birthday. No, December 2nd? Yeah. Yes. They go up on my birthday. They come down preferably on Christmas, like that evening. Oh, God. Why would I you want to spend Christmas taking down Christmas? Christmas. The most depressing thing about I Christmas love, is taking down the decorations. I love giving people things. Okay? I love buying gifts for people. Dirty. Shut up. <laughs> I love, like, I'm really, I enjoy you know the gift giving mm-hmm. getting is iffy you have to know me right to buy for me if you don't really, really know cool me necklace. was that for your birthday or for christmas last year christmas christmas it chills in my soap dish in my bathroom that way if i have guests it just shines up at them and says fuck you <laughs> fuck off fuck off yeah <laughs> either way there's this really cool uh necklace at um that lunchbox is it's like it looks like the time turner and when you spin it it says fuck off but otherwise it just looks like this geometric design but when it spins it says fuck off i want it so bad that's so cute rad i feel like i could and you could just wear it because it's until you spin it yeah it just looks really cool oh man i would that's amazing yeah it's really cute uh but i i just don't love christmas Oh, God. Which is crazy because I love giving to, like, I love buying stuff for people that I love. Mm-hmm. And I love seeing their expression when it they enjoy. Like shut the fuck up. <laughs> when they enjoy what I've got for them because mm-hmm. I put a lot of thought into it mm-hmm. normally. But Christmas, like, I hate Christmas music. Mm-hmm. Like, I enjoy it for three weeks. And then I don't. They, you know, I noticed last year, it didn't seem like they started playing Christmas music until like the 20th of December. Are you fucking kidding me? It's last year, not last year, two years ago at work, the fucking guy outside my office started playing Christmas music the first week of November. You know what I did? I slammed my office door. That's He's, mature of you. He sat like right outside of it. <laughs> Fuck you. Don't hit me with Christmas music before December 1st. Is there anything that you want to say looking back over the first 10 episodes of the Drama Mamas? Um, I was right. Podcasts are fun to do. (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, I was also right in that I feel like it's made us closer. Oh, yeah. As friends. Yeah, I really like We've been hanging out. Forced together, sort of. Well, not, not forced, but we like. We were okay before, geez. Yeah. But we weren't like hanging out 
right. by ourselves. Um, yeah, I think like next Friday is gonna feel weird if we don't. Right, see each we're other. not gonna see each other, and I'm gonna be like, wait a second, my Sarah senses are right? tingling. <laughs> <laughs> I've not gotten, I've not gotten enough Sarah in my life this week. I didn't get at least six hours of recording time. What is right? this? Uh, I've enjoyed it. It's been fun. It's been a learning experience, probably more yes. for you than it has for me. I feel really guilty sometimes if I catch myself thinking about it because I feel like you do a lot of the legwork. Nah. And um, I don't want it to become a thing that's not fun for you. Mm. It is. It's fun for me. The thing is, like, I used to cut music for some friends of ours that have, like, a cheerleading group. Mm -hmm. And so anytime they were doing a dance routine, I would cut the music for them. And Right. uh, I... When I was bored, I used to try to cut together videos from shows that I liked because... Did you try to import porn pictures in between them? I did not, but I should have. You should have. No, these were like never see the light of day because they're like super... Bad. Yeah, they're not good. It makes but me it was think a of fun a, exercise. It makes me think of the poetry I wrote in high school. Yes, it's a bit like that where I'm just like, no, 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 nobody like, should see no, that. Ever. Let me delete this off the internet, but, but I'll screenshot like, it first. Hours is just to like try to edit videos. Yeah. But, and I like to edit pictures. I like putting together our title pages, which I'm sure no one looks at. Like, probably no one has ever really looked at them, but they are so fun to make. And it's just like 10 or 15 minutes of my time. Really? And I can just put them together. Yeah. You're impressive. Uh, no. The first I think one, you're impressive. The first one took more like 40 minutes. Yeah. And then I have a template, so I can just like uh, plug in what I need. But. It's fun for me. Like, the most frustrating thing was getting on iTunes. I'm glad because I I worry that, like... I have a lot more free time, I think, than most of my friends because I stay home with my kids. And we fill our days. I homeschool. The kids have a lot of activities. I do other things. Her Her kids have a lot of activities. Yeah, well, they're homeschooled, so I don't want them to, like, be weird. (laughs) So I'm just like, do shit. I work 40 plus hours a week, but I feel like you do a lot more stuff than I do. Mm. So I wouldn't say that you have more free time than I do. I have more flexible time. That's true. That's, I think. Because I have, like, my shit is scheduled out. Mm-hmm. But. But yeah, it's it's fun. I, I like to edit. Yeah. I like posting it. I like being in control of that stuff because. Yeah. It makes me feel a little more. Like, I just like, I'm a control freak. A little I, bit. I know. I uh, changed the order of one of the tabs on Facebook yesterday. I was like, I'm an admin and I can change stuff. And so I changed that. And I was like, ha, ha, ha. I didn't, I'm in control of this I didn't too. notice. Now I'm going to have to go look at it. <laughs> I think I just moved where, like, photos came before videos because we don't have any videos. Right. I had uh, a friend, I was messaging her, and she was saying that she enjoyed our podcast. And I got really excited because, honestly, I don't know who's listening. I don't know if right. anybody's listening. Um, I know, like, Zach keeps saying that he intends to listen, mm-hmm. um, but he also works in an office and you have a loud laugh. I have a very loud laugh. I'm working on it. <laughs> These last two episodes should be pretty okay because I'm sick, so I've not laughed as robustly. The last episode that we posted 
This is showing you how far ahead we record. The last episode that we posted was the Mallrats episode. Yes. And I listened to it. I know it sounds narcissistic, but like when I post it, I want to make sure that it goes through. So I'll listen to it when it pops up on my phone. Oh, I subscribe, guys. I listen to it when you tell me that you're done editing and it's in the drive. I listen to it then. (laughs) And then once it's posted, I listen to it then. Like our intro episode, I listened to that at least five times. Luke, he comes home after I posted the Mallrats episode and he was like, hey, there's something wrong with your Mallrats episode. I'm like, what? He goes, you guys are talking about Veronica Mars and then like you skip forward. And I'm like, no, I've listened to that and there's no skip. And he was like, no, there is. And so like I went back and listened to it again. I'm like, no, your fat fucking fingers must have just hit it and like skipped ahead. <laughs> like that isn't that is not me, bro. <laughs> like, uh, but he, I was like, oh my God, like as if anyone had listened to it that quickly, but <laughs> I was just like, oh my God, is it messed up? And it wasn't. No. But I think it's been fun. I've really enjoyed the extra time that we've had to hang yeah. out. Yeah. And I, I appreciate the time we've had. It's mm-hmm. been good. I think so. And like, I like having something new to do, like editing all the audio stuff is really right. fun. And that's a skill you can use later mm-hmm. if you choose to. You'd be like, hey, I do all of the producing of this podcast. That's, that's right. I'm a producer Hopefully now, guys. successful. Oh, my God. I'm really bad about underselling myself, which yeah, is why I'm no. not good in interviews. You, you, well, here's the thing about this particular podcast you could say oh yeah i produce the drama mama's podcast but then they probably would want to listen to our (laughs) podcast and we say a lot of fuck hey but it sounds good when we say it (laughs) well good is a strong word it sounds when we say it 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 sounds like something it's audible it's audible (laughs) it's Oh, let's not say audible because they're not paying us. (laughs) Oh, you know what we should do? I mean, obviously we did our favorite movies first. Yes. But what do you think was... Except for Heathers. I meant Rocky Horror (laughs) and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. But like, what do you think was the most fun episode to record? Ooh. Let's see. Let's look back on what we've done. We did the intro, we did Rocky Horror, we did Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, we did Mallrats, Princess Bride, Labyrinth, uh, what came after Labyrinth? Heathers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. What's he- episode six? Oh, Labyrinth and then... Um, office space office space that was a good one that was a good one which is it doesn't sound like it was because i couldn't remember it and then heathers heathers and then monty python no we did heathers and then we did something funny we did something good um episode eight oh it was saints um, oh, Boondock, Boondock Saints. Saints. Yeah. That and was then fun. Monty Python and Fight Club. Um, the most fun episode. I don't know. I really liked our Princess Bride. I had a lot of fun talking to you about that. Yeah. Because that's such a good movie. Um, 
I enjoyed Labyrinth because we had Sonya on, and mm-hmm. that was an interesting dynamic. Yeah, I feel bad about that episode because we only have two mics. And yes. so, like, the sound quality is not the greatest. Like, right. it's not horrible. It's not... Un- no, it's not... It's not unlistenable. Right. I know. I wanted to say unwatchable, but that doesn't work. If we choose to later, we could probably get a third mic, but... Most podcasts that I listen to, when they have an unexpected guest, it's you get worse audio. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I that was fun because we watched the movie together, all three of us. Yes, and, we, and we don't it. we don't normally do that. We mm-hmm. we did that a couple of times at the beginning. Oh my gosh, but it takes so long. Oh yeah, we did that kiss kiss bang bang. Oh my god, I didn't get to bed until like two a.m. Yeah, <laughs> and then your daughter's birthday party was the next yeah. day. Yeah, oh, that's right. And I had, like, this huge allergy attack that morning. Yeah. It was just not a great day, to be honest. And then I skated, and one of my friends, like, fucking dislocated her elbow or some shit. Fractured or... Yeah, because it was a roller skating party, and she challenged me. I don't like to be challenged, guys. I don't like to be told I can't do something. It's funny, because I really like competing. Oh, no, I'm... That's why. It's because I'm competitive. And so if you tell me I can't do something, I will die trying. Are your children still awake? Did I hear one of them? Rory's got a cough. Coughing. Yep. Mm. Apparently she inhaled some cupcakes tonight. So I'm just hoping she doesn't throw up. <laughs> I don't blame you. Yep. But is anyway. Is it midnight yet? Uh, it is exactly midnight. Yeah, boy. Um, Taco Bell. So coming. do you want to... Oh, I didn't say what my favorite was. Oh, I said that I liked the one with Sonya. Yeah, Labyrinth. I liked all of them, except for Heather's, because that movie's stupid, yeah, in case you guys didn't get it in episode dumb. six. So, as always, remember to save the drama. For these mamas. Hell yeah. Until next time. Dun, 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 dun.